0: It is Locked on Jazz for the 18th of October. The NBA season is here. Oh my gosh. Everyone is really, really good. Plus, Big T, Thurl Bailey stops by to join me, chat about the players he's most excited to see, what it's like to add a layer to your game, and who's his one seed and who are his champs. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz pow
1: You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. The NBA season is here. We get basketball tonight, two games. We get to dig into the world champs, take the floor against the Los Angeles Lakers, so we get to see if Westbrook's coming off the bench, if his hammy's good in Philadelphia against Boston. Philly's my one-seed pick in the East. Minnesota's my one-pick seed in the West. I know that sounds crazy. And my NBA Finals pick is probably Warriors Bucks. Um, I guess it is Warriors Bucks. I just made it. There it is. Threw it out there. Warriors Bucks. Uh, Clippers Bucks seems like a real possibility too. All right. Uh, Big T's gonna join us here in just a second. Fired up for that conversation. Here's the thing that is crazy. Um, I've been in like the deep dark black hole of NBA prep the last few days. Um, quite honestly, um, trying to get ahead. Wish, wish I had done it earlier. Always claim I'm going to do it earlier. I don't know. Maybe two jobs didn't let me do it. Maybe procrastination didn't let me do it. Who knows? Um, and then we have an interesting thing in our schedule, by the way, we play our first eight games against five teams. So if you prep those teams, um, then the first few weeks of seasons, all right. And we actually play, I think in our first 13 games, we only play nine teams. Um, so kind of great. All right. Everyone's great. Like, you, and, and Big T and I will talk about this. There, There's a team, we can choose a team, any of the, you know, kind of nine top Western Conference teams. And you could tell me, maybe other than the Lakers, if you think they're in the nine, that they're going to be the one seed. And you could tell me they're in the play-in and both arguments are legit. Like, I threw out a tweet yesterday that, what seems to be the world of Twitter right now, is you throw out a tweet with kind of a question and then it, it gets the ire of a fan base. And then that's, that so I threw out the my points gain projections on the West um, the other day and had those out there on what the NBA was going to be this year and then got the ire of all of the Dallas Mavericks fans because I had them in the play-in. I'm wondering if John Hollinger had the same thing, but like John Hollinger, who I respect immensely, has Minnesota in the play-in, and I have John, I have Minnesota as a one seat. Okay, that both seem legit. Frankly, Luka goes and wins the MVP, Christian Wood clicks in, Dallas, I don't think they could be a one seed, I don't love that roster right now, Um, but maybe, Uh, and like, if you just look at the teams we've prepped so far, so Denver's starting lineup is perfect, Jamal Murray, the addition of Contavious Caldwell Pope, just seems like the most perfect player to put next to Jamal Murray. And then you get Michael Porter Jr. at 6'10", Aaron Gordon at 6'9", and Jokic. So then you're also long. So you can, if you need to defend, that team could actually defend. They're probably the number one offense in the NBA. Right? That's our opening night. Then we go to, where do we go? Do we go to Minnesota? Okay, well, that starting lineup is D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, who's fully ready to emerge into a massive star, Jaden McDaniels, who's long and lanky, Carl Anthony Towns is one, and Rudy Gobert is two. 7-1. That, I believe in that. I think it doesn't work. Carl Anthony Towns is the best shooting guard in the NBA. Like, you, here's really how to look at that roster, by the way. D'Angelo Russell is your point guard. Carl Anthony Towns is your shooting guard. Anthony Edwards is your three. Jaden McDaniels is your long, lanky four. And Rudy Gobert is your five. That's that's how to look at that lineup. That's That one's pretty good. We go to Houston. They're not. Then we go to New Orleans. C.J. McCollum is your point guard. Brandon Ingram is your two guard? I think. At 6'9". Herb Jones is your small forward at 6'10". And defensive marvel. Zion Williamson is back. And if good, is a dominating force. And then Jonas Valanciunas at 7'1". I wish they had a little more depth, but they might. We'll see. They've got some players that could emerge. And I wish they had a little bit more floor spacing. But I actually also, if Zion is healthy, think that they're one of the top six playoff teams. And if New Orleans becomes one of the top six playoff teams, the teams in the play-in get to be just ridiculous. Like, the teams you start bumping get to be just ridiculous. But if Zion, and and, and I understand, like, that's a massive if. But that team's loaded too. I'm Larry Nance Jr. very well could start on that team. Jackson Hayes is their backup center. Trey Murphy third is their second-year rookie. They need something out of, and and they're 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 thin. Like they're thin. They don't have. I'm not sure they classify as having 240 minutes. One of the things that we talk about all the time, is if you're new to the program is 240 minutes. Does your roster have 240 minutes of NBA-caliber play on it? I'm not sure New Orleans is there. Okay. Then we come back home. We play Houston again. I have our schedule in misorder there, by the way. And then we play Memphis. Okay. like John Morant might win the MVP this year. Like, if you want my bet online... Odds of a player that I think you should be choosing for, like, I'm not telling you to bet. I would never tell you to bet, particularly on the NBA, because that would be illegal or would be job-threatening. Um, but, like, if you look at the NBA odds this year for MVP, Luca, Giannis, Joel, and Bede are all the guys. Understandably so. The one I might throw out there for you is, does is there a chance that, that the MVP of the league is actually John Morant? Like, that would be maybe, you know, like the So the MVP lines right now are Doncic at plus 450, Embiid at plus 550, Giannis at 750, Jokic at 1,000, Zion at 1,000, Tatum at 1,200, and Ja at 1,200. I, I, I think if I'm going, if I if I was a gambler, I'm not, not allowed to bet on the NBA, I'm betting one of those last two. Or I'm betting the next one, which is Kevin Durant. Like, maybe I'm betting one of those three. I'll take bet 1,200. 1,200, 1,200, 1,400. I think there's a decent chance one of those three is the MVP. Memphis, most people kind of have taking a slip and dropping into the play-in. They were the number two seed last year. They play a unique way. They're hard. They got a bunch of guys to play. Now, I, I'm not sure that I I love the move to Jake L- LaRava and David Rohde, and, and, you know, I think that they lost some pieces of the puzzle here. Um, and I actually think Dylan Brooks being healthy hurts them, so I'm actually probably in that camp. But they're really good. And then if I got it right, we play the Clippers. Is that right? No, then we go back to Dallas. Okay, we've talked about them. Then we go to the Lakers. They're, they're not as good, but they have they have two of the top 10 players in the world. And then they got the Clippers. And the Clippers have like 20 guys who can all play. The Clippers have an abundance of players. So the it's going to be wild to watch this because the NBA is just loaded right now. It's also where, like I think, you know, from where we are right now, two players ranked in the low top 100s in Conley, and Clarkson, and then Lowry marketing and trying to develop, and Colin Sexton trying to emerge. Like, it's go- th- this is hard. We're asking a lot out of our guys. And there's going to be nights where it looks hard, I think. Tomorrow we'll talk about kind of how do we cheer the season, how do we root the season, what do we do, um, you know, what is, what is development season um, for all that. By the way, 240 minutes. Here's the Clippers. Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris, Paul George, Luke Kennard, Norman Powell... I love Jason Preston uh, out of Ohio. He probably won't play a minute. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington, Zubach, Nicholas Batum, John Wall. I will say the Reggie Jackson, John Wall thing is, I think, a problem for them. Um, and it's worth us watching very, very closely. All right, Big T, Thurl <laughs> Bailey is coming up here in just a second. Today's show brought to you by our friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. If you're going to look for a Hyundai right now, please email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com so we can give you a setup uh, and give you the VIP treatment, whether it's with Jake down in Linden or Cameron in... Murray, have them waiting for you. Give, give you all the treatment a lockdown listener deserves to have. Why Hyundai? Because for the dollar spent, you get the best safety features, the most bells, the most whistles. The way the car industry works is, if you come out with something innovative that's a safety feature, you actually get the right to it for a certain period of time, and then you actually have to open it up to everybody else for safety purposes, which is an interesting business model. But Hyundai's the one who's been doing it. Whether it's the Back door that doesn't open when a car drives by, whether it's the turning signal mirrors in the front of your car um, so that when you're you don't ever have to take your eyes off the road. All those safety features plus amazing cars, beautiful to drive. It's all at Murdoch Hyundai, the Tucson, the Kona are the little SUVs, the Palisade in the Santa Fe, and we've got the Ionic recently, the new electric car. It's been absolutely fabulous and it's sporty. All available at Murdoch Hyundai located at 4646 South State Street, also in Linden. And in Logan, please email me first. We'll set you up with a VIP meeting because that's what you deserve as a lockdown listener. Today's show is also brought to you by LinkedIn. We can let you get you to post your job for free. If you're out there hiring right now, it is a process and takes time. So add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame uh, to your company's LinkedIn and let people know that you are hiring because It's time to get this done efficiently. Uh, LinkedIn brings you 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why they have LinkedIn jobs, helps you find the right people for your team faster and free. The two most important words in this process. Simple tools, screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Locked On NFL has amazing content for you if you're trying to catch up on the weekend, by the way. And as I'll mention, Locked On NBA, your daily 30-minute NBA podcast with game-to-game coming this year, which you'll definitely love. Joining me is Big T. We've been talking about doing this for a while. We hadn't done it. Now we finally have. How's my guy?
1: Well, we were Waiting on a few things, you know, the wheels were turning, the dominoes were falling. So, you know, we're kind of, more, we're a little more settled now. I'm doing great though.
0: All right. Are you fired up and ready to go for, for eight? you have 81, I've got 82. Are you juiced and ready for the season that starts tomorrow?
1: Well, you know, one season I think I played 84. So uh, I, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And, and the excitement is some of the unknown, right? Um, but I think we're jacked up and ready to rock and roll with these guys.
0: I kind of am referring to the season in two ways. One is from a player standpoint, it's about watching layers being added, right? So Colin Sexton's a really nice player. He's 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 already proven he can score 24 a game for a season. He's got an incredible burst. Can he add the next layer to his game, which in his case is probably making his teammates better? Lowry Markkinen really is pretty special, like seven feet tall, 240. Can he add the next layer? What, as a player to, let's start with as a player playing. What is that process of adding that layer to your game?
1: Well, I think that comes, a lot of it comes in how you prepare in the offseason. And sometimes not knowing what you're preparing for, what philosophy you're preparing for. You're preparing your game to be as versatile, if you will, as you can. Um, and and some of that is, you know, I know we're going to talk about both ends of the ball, both sides of the ball, but offensively, we talk about Colin Sexton and what he was able to prove he could do before injuries took over. Um, I, I think it really is settling in on what that philosophy is right I think we know what he's capable of I think he knows that but can he bring that into a new situation and be effective right away with it and some players can because it clicks like this form because coach knows the expectation Um, they kind of settle into whatever minutes they're going to get in the rotation but it remains to be seen I, I know it can translate it's a matter of when it will translate uh, how long will it take him to kind of acclimate to what's new for everybody, right? And and prove what he can consistently do.
0: As a former player and now broadcaster, is it fun to watch this? Is this is this really interesting to you to watch these players try to add this piece to this their puzzle?
1: It is interesting because you know on the other side as broadcasters, it's it's kind of different for us too. Right? We got used to something for a, quite a long time. We watched it develop, and now we're resetting as well. So as a player, I mean, as a broadcaster, looking from the out as a former player, um, there's there's some of it that I can really relate to. Uh, seeing it come together, you know, with, with my entering the Utah Jazz in 83, 84, the first... Yeah, we made the playoffs coming off a national championship. The first guy who grabbed me was Daryl Griffith. He won a national championship in college, too. He said, Thurl, look, we both have similar cases. We're both used to winning. He said, don't expect that here. And they, they were going through some rough years, right, before I got there. And and I knew I was an important element, but it, it, it took all those years to, you know, to get to that point and create a, a cohesive group that was going to get to the playoffs. So I feel like that with this group, right? It's not all going to happen at once. They're going to surprise some folks um, with s- some of what they do when they hit, you know, some top tier opponents. I think they're going to surprise some opponents, but they're going to struggle, right? I mean, you in order to get better, you have to go through that period where you have to figure things out. So I'm excited for all of that, really.
0: What's been your early impressions of Will Hardy?
1: Um, well, you know the, I'm a people person and when you've been around enough of those kind of people, you 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 can feel it right away. They're not put they're who they are. Um, the basketball knowledge is one thing, the experience in basketball is another thing, but I think the communication part um, and more so with his players. but even with us and being as candid as he was in our our interviews with him, um, you can tell that he's a well-respected guy, even though this is his first time at the helm. He's earned his keep. He's earned, he's he's paid his dues. He's getting an opportunity. Um, and he knows that it's it's not going to be easy, but he's ready for that challenge. I, I like him. I like him, personable guy. And um, I, I think the culture is going to be a really good culture. Not that it wasn't before, but I think the culture with this, reconstruct the team with new additions and and guys who who are returning with different roles um it's going to be fun to watch develop
0: yeah i don't know if the culture i don't know what the culture was in the past i mean i do understand but and i don't know if this was the fault of anyone but it'll be nice to have a season without noise if if that happens like there was so much noise just surrounding from from the day rudy tested positive for the next two and a half years. There was so much noise. I I mean, just felt like every time we walked into an arena, right? Like that was the first question you got from everyone every time you walked into an arena. And you felt like, at least I felt, the first 25 minutes of every arena we walked into for the last two and a half years was trying to say, no, it's fine, dude. Like, it's not that. It's no, they don't hate each other. No, there's not this. No, there's not. Like, it was just kind of incessant. So that will be nice if they can build a culture and start afresh in that regard.
1: Well, COVID was also, you know, part of that. Of one, how we had to do our jobs, and we were kind of disconnected in a way um, from that action. And I, I, I think there would be some kind of noise because there's noise too. But 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 I think Coach Hardy's task as well, and I think it's an impossible thing. To keep everybody happy, but in that as a team, uh, I I think that those are some things that as a player they never get to the point where they become loud noise and they become a distraction. So um this this is going to be an interesting year for that mm-hmm. and and how actual leaders step forward. Now I'm saying that Donovan or Rudy wasn't a leader in their own right. They they did it the way they knew how. But I think there's a difference between uh, a leader who doesn't have to talk all the time, but he shows it every single night. He shows it. He, he brings the guys together. A combination of some alpha males on this team that can, on given nights, you're going to see different guys step, step up with that. So, um, again, as we develop, get started in this season and start to get into things, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see how a lot of these guys will come forward with some of those personalities. But Will Hardy is the top of that pyramid.
0: One of the things you mentioned to me, um, and I think we we're on air, so I'm hoping I'm not breaking your confidence right now, and if I am, I'm sorry, but it's not a bad thing, is how much <laughs> you, you noticed, how many one-on-one conversations Will Hardy was having.
1: Yeah. You mean during the game with his players?
0: Or just even I think it was in a shoot around or a practice or, yeah. oh, or something yeah, that practice. jumped out at you.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good point. And it wasn't in confidence. Uh, I was watched, as you know, our vantage point with practice doesn't include audio so much. Um, so you kind of which is interesting because you kind of have to notice other things, right? And and some things you have to guess at as far as strategy, maybe. But the one thing I did notice about Will was that during the course of practice, you know, he would go and put his arm around a guy and whatever he was saying to them, it wasn't really important to me as much as it was that he was doing that, right? He was making his rounds. Now, he could have been telling the guy that he was awful in his own way, but I, I think the important thing is, he knows that he's got to gain the trust of these players, and he's got to tell them the truth, and he's got to speak to them as men. And so that, and, and and as a former player, whether you're a player or not, what you know, you got a job, you got a boss that that leads in a certain way. Um, I had a guy in college, Jim Balvano, who I didn't trust him when he first came in. But he was that kind of guy. He was that kind of guy that spoke to you. And um, before the season, sat you in his office or called you on the phone and, and made that, that first contact, took you out on the golf course, that kind of thing. So that's important. I think that's important. I don't know if uh, you know a lot of people on the outside really – they didn't never get a really good chance to see that. But it's good for them to know that that's the kind of leader that's uh, getting ready to lead this team.
0: He's Big T Thurl Bailey. You can catch him all year with the great Craig Bullerjack on ATT SportsNet. Holly Rowe joining their broadcast as well, of course. And they'll be with you for 81 of the 82. They get bumped for the Knicks game if it stays on TNT. Um, if it doesn't, they get to do 82. But they'll be out in the road. We'll have a great time. Maybe we'll do another show out of Dallas when Ron Booner or, or uh, orders $35 wings. Who knows? Can we put that's right well we will we'll be getting our acai bowls i already have it on the calendar we're heading to dallas uh he is we'll come back more thorough about some of the individual players as well as uh what we uh, see in the rest of the nba we'll get a quick thought or two from big t on the rest of the league as well as we continue with Thurl. new program coming to all the nba fans on locked on nba this year and yes i Thurl, i will be texting this to you i send Thurl. Thurl is a loyal locked on listener, whether he wants to be or not, because he gets here hear a good prep show. I send a text to Thurl. Yeah, so here's that. a new this is kind of a new one, Ron. Every single one of our hosts, or Thurl, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, the, uh, I know my bad. <laughs> hey, um, that's a
1: compliment. That's a compliment, brother. That's right.
0: That's uh you gotta see the picture <laughs> they have too. the two of us. I'll post it to Instagram. It's pretty funny. Uh but anyway, um new show unlocked on Lockdown NBA. That's where I was going. Um all of our hosts at the end of every game are doing about a 60 to 90 second recap of the night, kind of from the local perspective. And then we're linking them all together. So we finish a game. It's a big night of NBA. There's like eight games. We had to call one. We can't watch the other seven. Locke sends Thurl a link. Thurl goes on his walk on the road and gets a recap of basically all the games from the perspective of the local experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network. That'll be at On NBA, both on YouTube and on the podcast feed for everybody out there. All right. Let's get back to it. Um I wonder what Thurl's completion, like actual listening rate on all the text he gets from me, is. Yes, you guys can all decide. We, you can discuss that in YouTube right now in the chat room. Of like, we all know that Ron Boone gets on the plane and puts his headphones on and doesn't plug it into anything, so I'll shut up. So guess how often Thurl actually clicks through and listens to the podcast I send him. More
1: than Ron Boone, more than your partner, I can tell you that.
0: Actually, that's pretty good. I know because he'll drop a note and be like, "Oh, he listened today." Uh- <laughs> All right. What players? There's just this really interesting cadre of players. It's it's what I talked about earlier. It's kind of layer, they're all adding into their games. What have you seen out of these guys? They're all almost all of them are young. Um, which players are you really interested to watch and see them kind of with an increased role learn how to grow as a player?
1: Wow, that's that's a tough question because you know I I, I try to see the whole picture. I try to see where everybody fits and, and how they're going to adjust. And I mean, even guys who've been here before, like Mike Conley um, and Jordan Clarkson, right? I mean, in the preseason, they've had new roles, right? Um, Jordan Clarkson specifically, you know, I related to him so well because he was a sixth man like like myself. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it'll end up that way, but... It's maybe not a significant segue into or, or or change into starting. Um, but it is different. Right? He's it is different. Very differently. Yes, yes. And and then and, and in my mind, I'm wondering, well, is the preseason is he is he still gonna look the way he looks now, or when the first game comes and it counts, are we gonna be flaming on, right? So um if I had to pick a few guys, I would say one of the obvious ones uh, is Lowry Uh I just think as a legit seven-footer, uh, he has so many dimensions to his game, which I don't know if he had a few years ago. Right? I know he didn't have him when he was in college. I just watched him shoot a lot of threes. Um, but I think he has... Really evolved into a, a guy who knows how to play the game now. Without the basketball, runs the floor, can go off the dribble when he has to. Uh, of course, he can catch and shoot threes, post ups. Uh, on the defensive end, he's he's more involved than I thought um, he he was a few years ago. Rebounding, getting the fast break started. So I, I think he's going to be an interesting one to watch because um, you got to score in this league and. He should be one of those guys who should be in the higher teens, uh, maybe close to 20 a game uh, on, a, on a consistent basis, maybe a go-to guy, if you will, more often than, than anybody else.
0: What's so interesting about his career up to this point to me is the second year in Chicago, they do kind of turn it over to him. If you look at his isolations, like just isolation drives, one-on-one drives, okay? His rookie year he runs 104. His second year he runs 176. The next year so the reason you do that to a second year player who is 20 years old is so that he learn he gets a chance to do it the next year, right? Like right. he's not going to be very good at it the first year. So he went from 176 to 48 to 26. He never got a chance. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know, We'll see what happens. But here he is. He got this, like, he, he went and had this one year, where, and he wasn't very good. He was 0.89 points per possession. But the whole point of doing that is to have a player who gets it the next year. You you go look at his picks. It's the same thing in the 17-18 season, 113. The next year he gets 91, and he gets way better. And then it goes to 44 and 39 and 23. So yeah. it's such a it, – and, and I'll give one more on it just because, you know, I don't know if you like know this, but I like numbers. Um okay. <laughs> uh, I thought I might get a chuckle. Um you look at his drives and it's the same, it's the same story again. It's you go look at it and his 17-18 season, he gets 252, then he gets 319, and he gets better, and then he gets 212, and then all of a sudden it's down to 150 and 146. So here's this guy who went through the whole H-E double hockey sticks of having the game laid on him and not being good and winning 22 games and going through holes. And then he never got the backside, which is, oh, you now get an offseason to work on this skill and get better. And then they never, they, they then turned it over to other guys.
1: Well, maybe this is what the doctor ordered for him. Um, I was impressed in the preseason. You know, I, I think maybe against Portland scoring wise, it, it was somebody else's highlighted turn, but a healthy Lowry mark uh, is a problem for other teams, I think, um, and, and so. But the Jazz obviously have to have more weapons than him. But I think he's going to get an opportunity now in the creation of this team to start, to have a starring role in it. And so, um, you asked me about what I'm excited about and who I'm excited about. I, I just one first of all we get the opportunity to talk to these players one one on one right and and you can kind of get the feel whether you know these guys are comfortable with us and know what we do and and but i i feel like you know there's there's an air about a player and and it's not overly egotistical or anything like that but he's confident he's confident he can get it done and that's where it starts so I'm excited about that part.
0: It'll be super interesting to watch the burden because it's very different than anything he's ever encountered. Yep. If he really is the primary offensive threat, and, um, one thing I point, I said in a previous podcast, and it was on one of the preseason games, he went one for, he like went one for two or one for, two for three in one quarter, and then the third quarter he came out. I think he was like four for not eight, and I said, you know, if he was one for eight, I would have rather seen the one for eight than the two for three. Like, yeah. we're going to have to let him go one for eight sometimes because he's trying to learn how to be a go to guy all the time. And that burden is real. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, allergies at the beginning and the end of every season, baby. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, You know, it is worth noting um, that that's a seven foot small forward. So, um, yeah, you know, this girl's a fan of that.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, it, another guy i think is will be an interesting watch as um jared vanderbilt
0: oh interesting that's not where i thought you were going i thought you were going to a different seven footer there for a second
1: you know i i I had them on one i had them on my mind i've got to put one before the other and that's you know the order is not really important but the athleticism and I'm going to look at Jared Vanderbilt defensively first. I think that's where he can make his biggest mark with oh, a athleticism.
0: I'll, I'll be tell you something super interesting. I agree, and for whatever reason, and I'm stunned by this, his isolation defensive numbers were bottom ten in the NBA last year. Which I was like, how can that be? With that, so super interesting to see if he can develop and learn that skill correctly. Because with the amount of switching we're doing, he's he's gonna have to do it now. Maybe he was overpowered, and maybe that's. I mean, there's probably a reason, right? Like that number. As much as I love the numbers, you got to understand it. You probably got to go watch it and figure out was it. He always ended up on a seven footer because Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns didn't want to guard him. Like, what what is it that did that to him? I don't know. Yeah, um, but I. But I was surprised, but I agree. His energy is just remarkable, right? Like his relentlessness and his energy is just incredible.
1: Yeah. And, and again, maybe this is what the doctor ordered for, you know, more than a couple of guys. But on the other side, he is going to be really good around the rim. I, I, to me, he hasn't quite proven that he can consistently knock down a long ball. I think he's capable of hitting a few. Um, on, a, on a rhythm shot, uh, but I think his athleticism and his quick upness to the rim on missed shots is going to be so important. Uh, so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about him. And, of course, Kelly Olynyk is interesting too because uh, it's funny. He and I, that first game against Toronto preseason, he went over for 7, and I caught him in the elevator on the way down. First, I talked about our similarities in number Jersey numbers in 41. But secondly, I said, Kelly, I think all those shots you took were good shots. I said, no, and, and, and it's going to come for you. And he appreciated that, but I think he's an interesting guy because he's not going to give you anything speedy and swift. Um, he's got a great IQ, comes from a great college program as well. Fundamentally. So I think he's going to make his mark, and I, I think he's another one of those guys that can at least get you, sometimes quietly, get you double figures, and sometimes loudly, right? If he's got one of those nights going um, that's going to board for you. Uh, that's a big lineup that we, we saw, you know, as far as uh, the backcourt's concerned. I'm not, sorry, the the is concerned. But, um, yeah, yeah. And, and the last one I think uh, is Walker Kessler. Yep. There's there's something about youth, right? That that says this kid's gonna it's gonna take some time for him to get acclimated to the game. But uh, I'm not comparing him, D. But there was a point in Rudy Gobert's career that I said I saw something, right? I saw something that could make him his special that he's turned out to be. Uh, Walker, I think, defensively, I, I think his his ability to be able to block shots is going to come. Now he's going to stay out of foul trouble, um, and he's going to learn that lesson this year. Uh, and he's going to have a lot of people in his ear saying, you know, don't bring the ball down, keep it up, run the floor. But one thing I think that he might bring offensively that Rudy did not have was uh, I think he has got good touch I think he's got a good touch maybe five seven eight feet from the hoop that he might be able to utilize and bring guys out so um, of course I I mentioned all bigs but there's some there's some smalls in there we can talk about or you can talk about with somebody else
0: I'll talk about with somebody else all right wrap this up (laughs) who's your one seats and who are your final teams they do not have to be the same in this day and age, what? it's kind of like the regular season and the playoffs seem to be two different games. Who's your one seeds in each conference? Who's your finals team in each conference? Or they could be the same.
1: One seeds. One seed in the east. Um Milwaukee. Okay. wow I was gonna say I was thinking Boston but I'm not quite there
0: they didn't have I mean, a great offseason.
1: no no I good question uh, can I mean, Miami, so tight let me be there
0: so tight yeah I mean last year right the one seeds were Phoenix and Miami and then they neither of them make the finals that's kind of why this in the year before was Utah and like it's a different question than like the, I think the game's changed a little bit. I got Philly as my yeah. one seed the East, by the way.
1: I'm not mad at you for that. Okay. Um, Maybe
0: I'll tell you what, Brooklyn gets that offense churning. It might not matter whether they play no defense. If like they, they get that thing going. They they, they woo, <laughs> doggy. Yeah. No, it's so, true. I would, probably
1: have, true. I would West? probably have Milwaukee.
0: Milwaukee will be my finalist team. Um yeah in the East. I think my one seed is Philadelphia.
1: Okay. No, I I, I can live with that. The The West is it's just crazy, man, because I don't know if there's like a obvious front run.
0: There are teams you could tell me are the one seed, and you could also tell me the same team is in the play-in, and <laughs> I'm not sure I would think you're crazy. Like, That's I think Minnesota is my one seed. Ooh. And if you told me they were in the play-in, I'd be like, oh. I also, by the way, do think that, like, Minnesota getting four games against the Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder might help them just a one or two games, and I think it's going to be that tight. Like, Dallas, I have in the play-in, which is insane. They were in the Western Conference Finals last year.
1: Uh, well, I, I need to ask why.
0: Because if I mean I'm anticipating health on New Orleans, so if Zion, oh, okay. if Zion is healthy, I think they they get into yeah. the top, they get yeah. into the six. Now if Zion's not healthy, then forget about it. But C.J. McCollum, uh, Herb Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas, woo, yeah. like, that's real.
1: What about Memphis?
0: Uh, I think they lo- hurt Jaron Jackson. Lo- missing Jaron Jackson, I think, hurts them. I think the the bottom end of, like, the DeAnthony Melton and turning it over to the draft picks and Kyle Anderson, I think, hurts them. There is a chance John Morant wins the MVP, in which case then they're fine.
1: Yeah, you know, I am I think I think Denver's going to make a lot of noise. I really do. I, I think, yeah, I think Jokic is... The real deal and
0: well they signed they they signed two free agents in the offseason. They're pretty good, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., right? Like basically what they did.
1: Yeah. And I think Michael Porter Jr.'s contribution is going to be vital. I, I you know, Jamal Murray obviously um, coming back from not playing for a while, it'll be interesting to see if he can get back to that level. But uh, Denver's stuck in my mind. But I you know, I, I can't I wanted to argue with you so bad on Minnesota but I can't man because I' I'm, I believe you I, I'm right there
0: it's interesting that by the way I will say I've prepped three teams in the west so far right I've the, uh, four I've done Houston yeah. too. <laughs> like I, I'm done prepping for Denver it dawned on me that our first eight games are against five teams if I got those five teams done I didn't have I, I, my workload for the next three weeks was pretty low and I, I I'm sure you figure this out too Our we're only playing nine teams in our first 13 games. Um, so you can actually do a lot of, like I'm, I'm, I'm pounding right now to make the first month of the season fairly easy on us, but you know, it's interesting. So, all right, big T I will, uh, hear you yell and scream. You will hear me yell and scream. It'll be a fun, exciting season. I appreciate your time.
1: I'm excited. D thanks buddy.
0: He's the great big T Thurl Bailey catch him on ATT sports net with Craig and Holly, all the TV broadcast there. And hopefully he'll stop by and join us. We'll do some hotel stop bys as well. We'll share. And I'll, I'll, I'll I'll catch him on like Instagram or something crazy. We'll do, we'll, we'll just, big T's going to float around. Have a great one, everybody.